Vamos. Welcome back to Ghostbusters Minute. Ghostbusters Minute is the fan podcast that chronicles and overanalyzes the classic 1984 film Ghostbusters Minute by Minute. I'm Kyle. I'm Brady. And happy All Saints Day to you, Brady. That's true. Yeah. Do you remember All Saints? No. They were like a um, Spice Girls uh, knockoff in the late 90s. It was like four very pretty model-looking women uh, who could actually sing. They actually had pretty good voices, but they were kind of like, they came around the same time as Spice Girls, but I think they were more of a vocal group than the Spice Girls were, just kind of a packaged product to give to people. Mm-hmm. They had a song called Solo. Uh, uh, sing it. Sing it for us, Kyle. Well, then we'd have to pay the NASCAP and oh, all that yeah, stuff, yeah, so yeah, we can't yeah, do yeah, that, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, trust me, All Saints, better than the Spice Girls in vocal range, but maybe uh, not as good in the uh, overall packaging and fun. Hey, look, Eventually, we're going to do Spice World Minute, right? Dude, Spice World was an awesome movie. I loved Spice yeah. World. You and I saw Spice World in the theater. I think it was your second time to see it when I went to go oh, see yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Man, I had the album and everything. No, no, Spice World had some pretty spice up your life. Yeah, that was, that was a pretty good one. So, uh, right, yeah. Don't sing it because we'll have to pay no, the I'm not. I'm not. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to sing it because, uh, yeah, I, I don't know the words to it or anything. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about here? But, uh, yeah, you ready to get on into minute number 86? Let's do it. Let's go ahead and do it, folks. Minute number. Let's do it. Let's do it. He knows who I'm talking about. Wow, fang. Okay. <laughs> minute number 86. Okay, yeah, so in the previous minute, the Ghostbusters arrived at the top of 55 Central Park West just in time to see the gateway to Gozer's dimension open up. As the minute ended, they finally got to see Gozer in the flesh. At minute number 86, Egon, after hearing Ray's statement that it was a girl who just emerged from the pyramid, says, It's Gozer. Winston responds that he thought the Gozer was a man. Egon states that it is whatever it wants to be. At 8606, Vankman says that whatever it is, it has to get by them. Ray agrees with, right. At 86.10, after a few moments, Vinkman says, go get her, Ray. Ray slowly turns to look at Vinkman. Vinkman nods his head at Ray. He has Vinkman's endorsement to speak on behalf of humanity. At 86.17, Gozer is still petting Vince Clortho. Growling and purring can be heard as Gozer moves from petting Vince and walks over towards Zool. Ray steps further up onto the gateway and begins making his way up the fog-shrouded crystalline staircase. At 86.23, Ray addresses Gozer. Gozer the Gozerian? At 86.26, Gozer turns to eye down Ray. Her eyes are blood red. At 86.28, Ray ascends the staircase further. He says, Good evening. As a duly designated representative of the city, county, and state of New York, I order you to cease any and all supernatural activity and return forthwith to your place of origin or to the nearest convenient parallel, parallel dimension. Venkman chimes in with, yeah, that ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. At 86.45, Gozer addresses the Ghostbusters. Are you a god? At 86.50, Ray turns to seek guidance from Venkman. Venkman slowly nods. Ray turns back towards Gozer and says, no. At 86.56, Gozer lifts her arms, twists her waist, and says, then die, before hitting the Ghostbusters with a stream of supernatural lightning from her fingertips. And thus ends minute number 86 of Ghostbusters. So a lot of funny stuff going on in this Yeah, minute. one of the funniest moments in the movie, I think, is Ray's speech and then Peter's reaction to it. You know. Yeah, that ought to do it. Thanks a lot, Ray. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> How well, many times have you uh, said you said, then die as a response oh to somebody's God. question. Uh, me too. I actually die. do. Yeah. If somebody yeah. says no to me or something like that or doesn't answer a question in the affirmative that I want, I do that twist like Gozer does and points yeah. my fingers and go, then die. Yeah. I mean, the voice of um, Patty Edwards, who, who voiced Gozer, is just incredible. Yeah. And then, uh, it, you know, it just fits so well over Slavica Jovan's uh, 
performance. Yeah, I, it I'm, does. I think it's Joven. I might be Joven. I'm not sure. It fits with the way that she looks. You know, like the mm-hmm. voice definitely fits everything. It's it's so weird and so out there, but uh, it fits with all the whole makeup, the the you know lenses in the eyes, everything. Yeah. It's similar to um, Reagan's voice in The Exorcist, and I can't remember who voiced her. I don't believe it was Patty Edwards, but um, it's uh, it was terrifying coming coming from this like you know just sort of average looking lady. And, uh, she was able to, I, if I'm not mistaken, William Friedkin made her like, just do some horrible, like scream every day. And she had to like throw up a bunch and stuff to, to master that voice. And I mean, it's effective, effective as hell. So, um, yeah. So as we talked, uh, the other day about Gozer's appearance, be it a man or a woman, which doesn't really matter. It's the fact that it's androgynous, and that's what almost makes it a little bit creepier, is that you can't put your finger on exactly what this is. Right. And Winston says, I thought Gozer was a man. Egon says, it's whatever it wants to be. And all of this just sort of adds to the threat of something that you cannot pinpoint what it is. Yeah, yeah. It's so weird and bizarre. Everything just fits really well. It's, it's, I, I think if I had seen this in the theater at the time, this whole time I would have been like, what is going on? You know, it's so weird and out there. All right, so when Peter says, you know, go get her, Ray. Uh, I was thinking the other night when I watched this about how that might be him getting Ray back from making Peter go talk to the library ghost in the beginning. Yeah, I didn't you know? think about that. Like, yeah, that is kind of a, a parallel yeah. to what happened early on in the movie. So do, do you think that Ray handles himself better than Peter kind of hitting on the ghost, asking you know, where are you from originally? Um, you know, neither one of the things really pan off on him. Excuse me, it's Ray's fault both times. Because he's the one who, you know, get her! And that's what triggers the library ghost to go crazy. So, no, Peter definitely... Yeah. You know, that, that's assuming Peter's approach was going to get them anywhere anyway. So what do you think the consequences would have been if Ray's response to her was, yes, are you a god? What if he had said yes? Well, it sounds to me like with her fighting with Tiamat, which we covered yesterday from the uh, Tobin Spirit Guide, this is a situation where these gods aren't good. They're like Lovecraftian's gods, or, or excuse me, Lovecraftian. H.P. Lovecraft's gods, which might have been were like elder and outer gods and things like that that opposed each other. So I think if she's like, if you're a god, then she would have fought him as a god and maybe destroyed the whole city doing that. Like her, her question is like, who are you to represent this place? And if you are a god, I'm the new god who's replacing yeah. you. So I think it would have been a fight either way. Yeah. Gozer's a destructor. She's not there to make friends. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, just like trying to kill them by scooting them off the building with the lightning was probably the fav- more favorable way. Right. Because I don't know, man. That that might have been all that happened, and then she went away. If he had said, yes, I am a god, yeah, you're right. She was ready to throw down with a god. So I was reading the shooting script for this scene, and it's pretty much exactly the same except for one big factor. In the shooting script, it was still Evo Shandor the architect who was standing up there and not Gozer. That's right. And we talked about this a little bit before, but the plan was to have Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman, play Evo Shandor. And I think that's a, that was really a brilliant casting that didn't happen. I like what we got better. Mm-hmm. I think having Gozer represented this ethereal like woman, you know, model who's like weird, lo- you know, not weird looking, but yeah. she's very strange looking. I think that works better than having Evo Shandor because at this point, We've only gotten one reference to Evo Shandor earlier, and uh, the script says that Evo Shandor comes out, and Winston says something like, The Architect! I recognize that face. Like, there wasn't really anything in the movie that... We, we, we've heard the name Gozer more than we have Evo Shandor at this point. That's right. You know, and like, 
Well, go ahead. It would be very confusing to be like, well, that's Evo Shandor, but it's also Gozer, and it's taking the form of Evo Shandor, so are they one and the same? I don't know, but I like the fact that it's just Gozer. Yeah, me too. And plus, like, okay, so it's Evo Shandor. Cool. What's the big reveal? Right, What's the big yeah. deal? Unless it's, you know, like, oh, he was the god, the whole, you know, or, yeah, but then that's kind of like the end of it. I, I think it works better to have something new, and that's... Not Evo Shandor, the architect, but it makes it feel bigger that one man was sitting there trying to open up a gateway into this massive right. world of Gozer instead of him just sort of being there. It feels like it's a step back from being uh, a much bigger threat. Uh, now, I don't know if I would have bought the Paul Rubens thing because I would have been thinking of Paul Rubens the whole time. Right. And I, right. I like, I actually like Paul Rubens, the dramatic actor. I don't know if you've seen Blow. He was really good in that. Mm-hmm. He was in, he played a. <laughs> Oddly enough, the Penguin's dad in Gotham. Yeah, uh, and in Batman Returns. And Batman Returns. And I've seen him, I think, in a few other things where he was giving a little bit more serious performance. And even his work as Pee Wee Herman was was top notch. But um, and I'm a huge Pee Wee Herman fan. So as a kid, if I had seen this movie, I wouldn't be able to accept that that was not Pee Wee Herman. And there you go. It was was Evo Shandor. Yeah. So I don't know that that would have worked in their favor, but um, they probably made the right move. Uh, Not only with casting an unknown and just this whole alien entity, but also not having Evo Shandor be the surprise big villain right. and sticking with Gozer. So. All right, well, that's pretty much all I've got for minute number 86. How about you? That's it for me. All right, folks. Well, I'm Kyle. I'm Brady. And we're here to remind you that death is but a door. Time a window. We'll be back. Ghostbusters Minute is a fan-supported podcast. To become a patron of Ghostbusters Minute and gain access to exclusive weekly bonus content, visit us at patreon.com slash gbminute. If you like the podcast, then leave us a review on iTunes. You can contact us at ghostbustersminute at gmail.com and visit us online at ghostbustersminute.com, facebook.com slash ghostbustersminute, twitter.com slash gbminute, and look us up on Instagram at ghostbustersminute. Our theme song is Ectoplasm by Audionautics, which is licensed under the Creative Commons Attributions License.